recorded in accordance with, I don't know, at least California state law. I'm, I'm advising you. <laughs> what do you say now may be used against you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is now admissible evidence. <laughs> Hello? Hey. So, How are you? Good. How does my audio sound to you guys? Sounds good here. Yeah, sounds good on this end. So did you cool. get a car? Uh, almost. I'm <gasps> I'm in the process. They, um, you know, being a woman, changed my mind last minute. And instead of going with the dark metallic gray I wanted originally, I decided on silver. And now they have to keep looking. <laughs> ah. I well, can say both of those are excellent options in my experience. Both of those uh, hide a lot of dirt. You don't have to wash them very often. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think this the lighter silver is going to be even better for that because I was sitting there looking at the dark silvers, the dark grays, and they were dirtier than the silvers. So, and and with as dirty as my job is, I expect it to be filthy all the time, and I just don't want it to look that bad. Yeah, it's one of those things. If it's a big purchase, get what you want. Not, you know, <laughs> not like 70% of what you want. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> don't give her any ideas, please. <laughs> In fact, get two. Yeah, you know what? Make it three. Get two. They're small. <laughs> his, his, hers, and yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I got what I wanted, I would have gotten a car like a month ago. I really wanted a Ford Explorer. Uh, but they're big and gas guzzlers and I get yeah, it. And yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to get together soon. Cause I have plants for you. You have a young philodendron Brazil who uh, wants your love and a uh, pilea pepperamoides. Awesome. I'm super excited. And then I can give you some in return. Hey, I posted that thing. I didn't lose as many plants as like, I didn't lose my whole collection or anything. I just lost a couple of oldies, but like I am in no way, shape, or form like hurting for plants. So oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Oh, and uh, my string of dolphins is ready for trimming, so you can have some string of dolphins cuttings too. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I want some. Yeah, it's a cross between a hot dog cactus and a string of pearls. A hot dog cactus. <laughs> yes, that sounds delicious. I yes, think my butt. Should... I think you showed me a picture of it one time. Oh, yeah, they're super cute. My buddy RJ, uh, like, hand crosses these particular ones, so it's a really stable hybrid. He, he forces them. Mate with each other by hand against their will. Yeah. You've met RJ. Would you surpri be surprised? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Sing some love songs. Dusty, I want you to meet Benjamin. Well, I noticed you didn't have any friends, so I signed you up for the Guardian Angel program at church. Your mom's smoking hot. I play my cards right. Maybe someday I'll be your real guardian. Good morning, homeschoolers. <laughs> You're 
really gonna enjoy the best writer's camp in the state. I'd like to introduce you to one of the greatest science fiction authors of our time, Ronald Sherman. I'm assuming you love to write fantasy fiction, except the character names in your stories are suffering. Need thou not be afraid, we can add Onius, Inus, or Anus to just about anything, and it becomes magical. So when are you going to let me read one of your stories? I've let my mom read a few, but they've just made her cry. <laughs> can you read this? Bronco and Vinaya began their assault on the East Factory. Bronco. I am your soldier. I'll cut to the chase. Unless you can give us something worth taking to print, we're just gonna have to let you go. Bronco. I can do better. Bronchanus. Forgive me. Cyclops there. Cyclops there. Cyclops there. Turrets. Oh my holy crap. Surveillance does. Those. It's fantastic. Get aboard your proof for print. Oh my gosh, is that the new Chevalier book? You stole my story. Awesome. All you did was change the character names and turn Bronco into a tranny. This is ridiculous. Seize him! If there's one thing I can't stand, it's plagiarism. I'm completely distressed. I can't even concentrate on my audiobook narration. Gentlemen Broncos. Yeah! yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Patreon November <laughs> with 2009's Gentlemen Broncos. Why? 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 Oh. Why? Oh, uh, well. Why? To answer that question, we have some special guests. Why? We have the Patreon patronizers who picked this movie, Ruben and Erica. Welcome. Woo! Hey. <laughs> Hello. This, the, the, this movie's making me question our friendship. I thought we were friends, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I think you you're, you're not... always picking horror movies, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruben and Erica, first off, welcome. Uh, second off, explain yourselves. <laughs> explain ourselves. Well, we're big Hess fans, and this is another Jared Hess movie. <laughs> indeed, mm. indeed. <laughs> mm. uh, but but wait, what? This was based on a big mistake of mine. Um, so I like to see my movies of the month, and I saw that there's Alaska Day in October, and I thought, oh, that's a good movie to watch for Alaska. And I looked on, on Wikipedia, and they said, Gentleman Broncos was actually set in Alaska. And I thought, oh, good, that's a good movie to watch, and I wanted to get that anyway, because it's a Hass movie. And so I got it, and then we watched it, and I was like, there's nothing about this that has anything to do with Alaska. So, it in um, fact, um, looking watching this movie, I'm like, <laughs> I know where that is. That's that's yeah, I know. Salt Lake or like Salter Bank. 
well, well, that's not a real thing. Well, no, but where would Saltaire be, Steve? Oh, possibly out at the Saltaire, was it, Palace, or I don't know what's called now, Amphitheater, out in the middle of the Great Salt Lake, you know, where they shot Carnival of Souls. So, so wait, this movie about a quirky religious guy is based in Utah? Oh, boy. <laughs> Very much. Uh, before we get into this movie... I don't know about you. Uh, do you guys have anything to drink on your end? Oh, not yet. I should go get something. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay, I'm going to get something. <laughs> I'll just stick with water for now. I think I did that last time, too. Or did we have coffee then? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably water. <laughs> Good old H2O. Going oh. for the hard stuff. Oh, but Ruben, we we, we, we got a beer uh, located there in Salt Lake you may have to check out. I, I, I know you enjoy the occasional German beer. I do. Weird, yeah. Weirdly enough, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's the uh, Das Doppelbach from uh, TF Brewing, uh, located at, what was it, like 9th South and 3rd West in Salt Lake? Yeah! Like Templar I family. about TF Brewing, but yeah, I haven't they... tried that one yet. It, you you should check it out. They really have some, especially like Schwarzbier and of course the Doppelbach when they have it in stock and Oktoberfest they had last time we went. But yeah, it's 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 some good stuff. You may want to check them out. Okay, I'll try that. Especially what whatever is available in local liquor stores. I don't need to support you know the the big brands. That, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They're de- definitely they, local. Like I said, they, when they yeah. have their Doppelbach in stock, it's usually gone within a day because <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> okay. well, let's see here. Oh, seven point nine percent. This is right at the at the brewery. You have to get it, huh? It might be at the liquor store. I I, I think some of their more uh, le- their less seasonal beers are at the liquor store, but yeah, yeah. You know, if you're ever in downtown, <laughs> I'm back. Hey, and she's back. back. All right. What do you have, Erica? I am drinking Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water Classic Lime Flavor. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. No, it's not fancy. It's very white trash, and I love it. <laughs> hey, hey, you can... There, there's such thing as being classy trashy. <laughs> yeah, I'm really digging these sparkling waters recently. Um, I think... For me, they're not as heavy as beers. Like, I don't feel as though I'm eating when I drink them. (laughs) And they still get me messed up. It's awesome. Nice. They're not that liquid bread that uh, beer basically is. Maybe we're going to have to give the uh, sparkling seltzers a chance. We've been judging the hell out of them, but I'm not going to lie. I do like my sparkly water, and I like getting fucked up. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll give them a shot. We'll we'll, we'll just say they're cocktails or something. Yeah. 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 But in the meanwhile, we have Das Doppelbach. Yes, from TF Brewing in Salt Lake City, Utah. 7.9% alcohol by volume. Woo! Ah. Let me one moment while I pop my top. Oh, his top. Nice. Ooh, nice little uh, uh, 16 ounce can. Oh, pint can. Nice. And the pour. Ooh, this is a beautiful reddish brown beer. Yeah. It's got an off white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. So creamy looking. Ooh, very, uh, very biscuity aroma. Very malt forward. Almost no hop character on the nose. Steve's gone in for the sip. Oh, yeah. Very smooth, malt forward. Uh, get a little mm. bit of the alcohol burn, but... 
delicious. Yeah, yeah like caramely and yeah, a little biscuity and. Yes, if you catch, uh, if you go to TF Brewing, uh, Temp- was it Templar, Templin family? Uh, yeah, Templar or Templin. Templin family brewing. Uh, at the right time of year, you can get one of these with a pretzel for a very, <laughs> uh, very reasonable amount, and it is a delightful time. Yeah. All right. So it's Gentleman Broncos. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a movie. Yep. As you mentioned, from writer-director Jared Hess. Who's uh, he, Steve? Well, he kind of rose to fame with a little movie called Napoleon Dynamite you may have heard about. Uh, and then, of course, Nacho Libre with Jack Black in his underwear. I think uh, I'm the only human being on the planet who liked that movie. <laughs> hey, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, see, we have a couple, couple of Hessians, a couple of Hess fans here. Uh, okay, guys, I, I, I had this thought yesterday when we were watching this movie, and I was thinking about Nacho Libre and all that. Whose movies have grossed more with them in their underwear, Jack Black or Daniel Craig? <laughs> well, I would like to think Daniel Craig, but my vote is probably for Jack Black. I think he has been in his underwear probably more than Daniel Craig has been. Yeah, he, I don't he, think... he has more of a library, and it's well, also like kids' movies. So, so this uh-huh. is the thing. Have you ever seen Jack Black, Jack Black in anything where he kept his pants on? The Jackal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> One. His, his four minutes of screen time in the Jackal. I'm pretty sure he kept his pants on. The Can you time. promise he's wearing pants the whole time, or is it mostly, uh, mostly belly up shots? I mean, he is selling guns to Bruce Willis. Yeah, so. he's on the other side of the table. He may not be wearing pants. As somebody who's seen the Yo Gabba Gabba episode, he is on, where he gets into a full body unitard, like minutes into it. That had to stop I'll just have to rewatch the the entire catalog to make that judgment. I don't remember right now. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do some uh, intensive research on this one. Also, yep. I guess uh, so bad. I guess it's going to come down to what made more money: School of Rock or James Bond? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, what made more money: Tropic Thunder or Cowboys versus Aliens? <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, Jared Hess, uh, after Natural Libre, he made this movie. Mm. Uh, and then he is, of course, the creator of the Napoleon Dynamite TV series. I uh, did a movie called Masterminds, I don't believe I've seen. Wait, is that the... the? Uh, oh my god, there was one that was like Brad Pitt and Will Ferrell. It was like an animated movie or like a Pixar kind of movie. Oh, is that... weird. I don't even remember that. Or, I don't know. Uh, the Jews with the big heads is all... Anyway. Uh, he also did three episodes of Making History and two episodes of Last Man on Earth, which eh, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and of course, starring in this movie, we have Michael Angarano as Benjamin. Who is he? I don't know, some teenager. Um, but of course, Jermaine Clement as Ronald Chevalier. Jennifer Coolidge as Judith, uh, the mom, basically. <laughs> And, of course, the great Sam Rockwell as Brutus slash Bronco. <laughs> oh, I, it's, an, it's a star-studded cast for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I love so many of these people. Like, Sam Rockwell, he's just amazing in this movie. Oh, oh he's amazing in everything. I, I, I remember right. not knowing who he was, but watching Charlie's Angels. <laughs> and just thinking, like, who's this guy? <laughs> Yeah, he's just so much fun. But yeah, Jennifer Coolidge does an amazing job as well. Super enjoyed her. That's uh, Stifler's mom, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and she's in all of those mockumentaries. What's his like, name? Christopher Guest. Oh yeah, Christopher Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I love her in Drop Dead Gorgeous so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So, gentlemen, Broncos, we're gonna dive right in here. Uh, if you would like to see this movie, it's currently on the Stars app or channel. If you got that, or I don't know how you watch things other than apps nowadays. Uh, all th- we we watch ours through our PlayStation Four. So <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's available through Stars. I'm gonna start off. The best thing about this movie is the uh, the song the in the years 35 35 and then it quickly becomes one of the worst things because of how much they use it well all right so it's not even just so much they use it they use the one like the one uh chorus yeah. or the uh the one what's verse. it verse of it like over and over and over for like a 10 minute stretch and that's already a long song like they could yeah. just play that song in the background but no they only played the futuristic version of it Oh, it's all futuristic, isn't and it? And over and over. No, it starts in the past. Does it? Oh, yeah, okay. and then it goes through the different years. It's, it's been a while since I heard the whole thing, but... Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was specifically was listening to... the future when the song came out, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sent back through time. <laughs> yeah, no, but they keep doing the, the like, 25-25 verse over and over and over and over and over. Because <laughs> you keep hearing the, like, if man is still alive. And it's like, that, there's other verses to this, guys! <laughs> Maybe it's a licensing issue, you know. You pay less if you just oh. reuse the same part of it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you pay three grand for the one verse, but because the, and then we can the use it for forty-five. Like yeah. And then we can use it for forty-five <laughs> minutes of this movie. <laughs> That's probably the math that went in there. <laughs> nice, but uh, but with that in the background, uh, we get a little introduction. I, I like the little intro credits with the different uh, like sci-fi covers. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, and I think they took some real, like, sci-fi romance books and sort of uh, photoshopped them together, because some of them looked really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've read that one. Wait, it's called uh, Starring Sam Rockwell. I don't think I've read that book. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but there were some of them where it's like, oh, I think I had that book, just like, minus the giant plug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but we find out, uh, basically, there's a young gentleman uh, named Ben who uh, has this Yeast Lords sci-fi book that he's been writing. Uh, you you know, heard he, that right? Yeast Lords! Yes, Yeast Lords, the Bronco years. Lord of the Yeast. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a sci-fi novelist, um, even as a young teen. And he's going to this, uh, like, writing camp for homeschoolers. And yeah. Okay, so a, a lot about this movie isn't going to come up in like the plot points. Like he did this, then this, then this. Just there's a lot of long, awkward pauses, and like everybody in this movie has like these weird quirks and stuff, which you know can be endearing. I, I, unfortunately, it, it just didn't work for me. I don't know. How about you, babe? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I did not enjoy any of the characters in this. Oh. Like none of the actors did a bad job. But just being quirky is not a personality trait, and there were no personality traits. Every single character in this was a cardboard cutout who just, like, only ate ketchup or only picked their nose or just chewed with their mouth open and hummed to their girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's pretty critical there. <laughs> What are I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Izzy was expecting out of a Jared Hess movie. But... Uh, I should probably mention I, I, I am not a not a I I'm a 
John Carpenter apologist, not a Hess apologist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I defend know, Ghosts of Mars all day long <laughs> and then turn around and critique this. <laughs> Watching that snake around his neck and take a take a dump on his shirt. I mean, I just I just <laughs> rolled on the floor laughing pretty much. That's all I need. That's right. She'll defend the movie where one of the the, the main villain <laughs> says ra 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 ra. Were there breathing goggles or just like yes, that? Yes, breathing goggles. <laughs> I'll defend that movie to my grave. Uh. <laughs> So, so, so take this uh, with the spirit which it's intended. <laughs> All right, but yeah. So, okay. So, so they go, he goes to this writing camp. Uh, while on the bus, we're uh, we're introduced to Tabitha, uh, another, of course, young teenage lady. Um, and <laughs> I guess they have written down like she's really playing with her hair, like uh, she wants some of that Ben. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she says she needs money for tampons. By the way, did anybody else during this thing think she was also one of, like, the adult, like, chaperones on the field trip at first? The way she was talking to the teacher? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, oh, I 100% thought she was going to be another chaperone. I'm like, it's weird the adult chaperone is hitting on the, tw- the 15-year-old. Especially <laughs> when she asked for the money. And like, for what? Mo- yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, this, oh, okay. We're, this is the movie we're in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also meet her friend Lonnie, who's a... Uh, a videographer and director of uh, movies and and uh, did did they ever say how, how he got all the money for like the studio and stuff? Is like his parents are rich or something or? I I don't think they said. I don't. I don't know. I I'm not sure. Reveal everything. <laughs> yeah, based on what we find out later, it's probably not for the movies he's making. Like he's not getting, getting like a Bloomhouse kind of return on him or anything. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we meet them, and yeah, uh, there's there's a scene where oh, okay, like instead of buying tampons, uh, she gets a bunch of treats and some hand lotion, and asks Ben to give give her a hand massage while Lonnie's. <laughs> blowing in her ear and it, i think it was at this point izzy just kind of turned to me and was like nope uh, i'm 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 out i mean th- there is something to be said for like well if you're in for this you're going to be in for the rest of the movie <laughs> right <laughs> But yeah, that was just. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right, so. <laughs> I just think Napoleon Dynamite had a lot of this like quirkiness that people that are living in Utah or that come from Utah they immediately understand it. This movie just took it a step further. <laughs> it just made it even weirder. Yeah, I, I think it was they, they ran out of quirks with the first couple of movies, and so it's like, all right, what's some other ones? Um, I don't know, making weird humming noises in their ear while they're getting well, a hand massage. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, it was that's supposed totally... to be like ASMR sort of a thing, but they were not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we didn't see this in a theater, maybe with the uh, Dolby Digital Surround sound. And... No, I think it, I, it probably would not have made Izzy any happier to see it in a theater. <laughs> oh no, 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 that would have made me much less happy. Mm-hmm. Izzy, you just haven't been in Utah long enough yet to understand it all. 
You know what it is? Is when I run into these kinds of people, I leave. She's looking around for more of a Jason Statham type or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been places where I've like literally looked around and gone like, nope, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. We're going to the next one. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. So they get to the uh, the writing uh, festival or whatever. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Cletus Fest. That's right. And uh, they're uh, chilling in their hotel room, and Tabby uh, ends up, or sorry, Tabitha ends up reading uh, Yeast Lords because he brought that along with them. And she's like, "Oh my god, this is so good, Lonnie! You should totally make a movie out of this." Like, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I, Lonnie always looks like he sniffs something bad. Yo, know, he has he has a stink face for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He has resting stink face. But it's not just resting stink face. Like, I don't know where they found this guy, but his teeth, his jaw, it's all sorts of messed up. And it's almost hard to look at. It's not just an expression on his face. Like, his face is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And... And 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 I, I felt bad, like like putting that as a no. It's also like you know th- this might be somebody with you know like some sort of uh, disability or you know some sort of jaw thing. But it's also like it also looks like it's just a guy who like made made that choice one day, and the director was like, yeah, go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Know. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll have to check out that actor if he's in anything else. But um... <laughs> he's a natural Libra, as far as I know, right? So. I don't oh, know is he one of the orphans? It's been a long time since I've seen Natural Libre, but he's he... in that as well. Oh, say, so is he one of the orphans in that? I can't even tell you. Okay. Yeah, he's in Natural Libre. All, all I can tell you is he's not the guy that's in uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Crank, uh, Edgar Ramirez. I know it's not him. <laughs> no, that's not him. That's right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, while uh, Tabitha's reading Least Your uh, Yeast Lords, we get the first of uh, first of these wonderful little uh, vignettes in the middle where they're reading the story, and you get to see Sam Rockwell as Bronco in this fantasy world. And uh, in this first portion, um, he's a uh, he's down a gonad, and uh, it he... opens with him <laughs> open spread eagle on a pap schmear table, just. Crying over his gonads. Yep, and then there's Evil Doctor, like, with this we will create the ultimate army or something like that. And, of course, Bronco breaks out, whoops his butt, and he's like, sees these, uh, like, a row, a shell full of jars of gonads. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> you know, you don't know which one's yours. You gotta take four or five just to be safe, you would, know. Ruben, Steve, would you recognize your gonad? <laughs> I mean, out of the same. <laughs> well, out of that selection, I would guess by the size you could but because they were all very different in size but, yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. he's not so sure <laughs> yeah a couple of those are like okay those are like are, are those like ox testicles and then one looks like a little swizzle stick kind of thing i'm like Ugh. well and he, he takes like three and then he changes his mind and comes back and grabs another just in case yeah you know just in case he does not get the albino one Mm-hmm. <laughs> just for good measure yeah I, I mean well you can it, always add more and then you know figure it out later yeah. <laughs> you, it's good to contrast and compare before you make your final purchase put it back put it in your bag you know <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Uh, meanwhile, back in the real world, we're at Cletus Fest, mm-hmm. and they have a special guest speaker, Dr. Ronald Chevalier, played by Jermaine Clement. Woo! <laughs> I fucking love him. He is such an amazing actor. He really is. I... <laughs> he was one of the more more interesting characters in this, because he actually had some like personality and some character. Mm-hmm. He knew well, what movie he was in, and he fucking owned it. And, uh, for me, it was more the uh, deadpan delivery of the ridiculous. Oh yeah, <laughs> sci-fi oh yeah. yeah. Stuff like I said, saying. you know he knew what movie he was in, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna own this. Yeah. This is my life's work. <laughs> now you get to hear it." <laughs> As I was making cover art for, of course, the cyborg harpies, and everyone loses their <laughs> shit. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> this is a known fact. Oh. Sorry, just really excited. I just got a notification. I sold my very first shrimp t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, really amazing. Congratulations. And if you would like a shrimply amazing t-shirt, where would we get that, babe? Ooh, you can find me at Untidy Venus all over Tee Public, because those they're shrimply the best. <laughs> And if you're looking for a sci-fi cover art for your novel, you can also hit her up at Untidy Vetus. <laughs> anyway. Find the person who did all the, the, the covers for Gentleman Broncos, right? <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. When he starts going through the ones with the, the, all the mammary cannons. And <laughs> <laughs> you see in this one, this is where she's transporting the knowledge of Cavell or whatever. <laughs> That's not how you do it, Harvey. <laughs> it's only through friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I love the accent that he uses in this. It's very, like, the, the tone of voice he uses is very nasal. And like you say, deadpan, he's so serious when he says these things. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so great, too, because, like, he perfectly nails, because uh, we've all met the guy, like, you know, the we've all met the friend who they either went to Europe for, like, a week once, or they just always wanted to go to Europe, and then they all of a sudden, it's not taking on the affectations. Mm-hmm. They're definitely international, darling. It's like, bitch, you ain't been more than 30 miles from your house. <laughs> and, and he's also just so self-absorbed and like, oh, yeah. yes, when I did that, uh, please hold your applause till the oh, end. And he's got this nasally like British accent. And then uh, we will find out later, too. He also dresses in apparently full like Native American attire. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed, like, he's wearing the Bluetooth earpiece the whole entire movie, oh, yeah. but he never uses it. Like, he actually uses a handheld phone in, in the hotel room later. He doesn't ever use his earpiece, but he's always got it in there. I, I don't know if okay. that's because he's a science fiction writer or, <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah, that, that's something that I, I noticed. I was thinking it might have been a hearing aid or something, but... Huh. Okay. That, 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 yeah. that, that, that does make a lot more sense. It's like one of the old Java. It's a label holder. This is what Bluetooth looked like in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I vaguely remember, but yeah. <laughs> well, I think the Bluetooth earpiece has something to do with um, looking important, you yeah. know, because all of the hotshots would walk around with Bluetooth earpieces, so he must be somebody cool if he has one in his ear. Oh, and those were hella expensive then. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, what, what I'm guessing is it's a broken Bluetooth because the, the phone he's using is like a Nokia 3210 from like 2002. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not Bluetooth compatible or whatever. That's why, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Making them look important. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why you would need to keep up these kind of uh, kind of charades when he offers a class in how to name characters for your sci-fi novel. <laughs> Uh, Erica, what, what, what's the best way to n- to name someone in your sci-fi novel? Inus, Onius. I don't know. Like, ask Chevalier. He can tell you what you should name your characters in your sci-fi novels. But don't you dare call your troll a teacup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if uh, I had a character in my story, let's say her name is Izzy. Um, it should be mm-hmm. I- Izonius. Yeah. Yes. Got to add the anus to the end. Is anus? Is anus. <laughs> All right. Write that one down. You have to add an L or a C or something like that. So it might be like Isolonius. Ooh. <laughs> That's a good one. There you go. <laughs> that, that sounds like a delicious Italian dessert. <laughs> Isolonius. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll have the Isolonius. <laughs> Would you like creme on top? Of course. Yeah. Mm, but do you get yours well done or medium rare? <laughs> it's still bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else happens. Um, oh yeah, we, uh, when, when he's talking, uh, Chevalier is talking on the phone. Uh, he mentions the. Mm-hmm. Has a, a new book that he's trying to sell, but it won't sell because, uh, <laughs> as his manager puts it, it's crap. Um, <laughs> but then there's also a contest where all these young writers are putting their stories in, and one of them is going to be uh, published. Uh, what was it like? Like a, a thousand books in uh, a couple stores all over the country, and blah blah blah. And so this is Ben's opportunity. Yes, I'm going to get East Lords published. And so he's yeah. among the hundreds that are turned in. But uh, eventually Chevalier is going through all these books. Well, well, he's reading through some of them. And of course, uh, a lot of them are kind of kind of like if Steve were writing a novel, mm-hmm. <laughs> he did this and then he did this and then this, you know. Yeah, like, like the when you hear when everybody has to do their oral presentations in like sophomore English. His name was Ralph. Ralph really enjoyed going for walks. He also would sometimes look at flowers. Flowers come from Africa. The end. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines Africa as... Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but then as he's just tossing the books out, uh, like, ah, get these away from me. He notices one with the picture of a stag with a rocket on its side. Yeah. Well, have you noticed that's the only cover... That is actually, you know, standing out out of all of them. So that's really what got his attention there, is yeah. the cover. Well, and it's in a three-ring binder, and it's handwritten, and it's very different from what everybody else turned in. That's right. It's very distinctive and eye-catching, which is the first key. But, uh, but then Chevalier reads it. Uh-oh. This could be dangerous. This is really good. And as he's reading the story, we then cut to another scene starring Sam Rockwell within the story where he's uh, sewing his junk back on. (laughs) (laughs) And the the thread he uses is like four feet long. And he's just pulling and pulling and then he keeps pulling and oh, look, there's more thread. And it's just 
<laughs> like gratuitously long thread to sew his junk back on. Oh, uh, then you start thinking of how many stitches it would actually be, and uh, it just gets upsetting at that point. But <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is really an ad for Utah, like Utah tourism. So if people fall in love with the theme, they can actually go see it. It's the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> yes, yes, that wonderful, that wonderful smelly lake that he is sewing his junk back on in front of is the Great Salt Lake. Oh, by the way, he's just walking on the water there because it's a solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not quite to the muddy part of the lake, which is ninety percent of the lake, where it's salt and enough to keep it kind of fluid. <laughs> I, I think we need to talk more about what he's wearing. It's this weird, like, purple jumpsuit with these, like, shoulder pads and knee pads and something else sewn onto it. And his hair is this weird, like, afro-looking, but long, messy. And, and he has this beard. Like, you can't, you can't even hardly tell it's Sam Rockwell because he's so hidden by this hair on his head. Oh, that hair is teased like to infinity and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty unique. It's (laughs) well, it's because Sam Rockwell is a chameleon and he just blends into every character that he does. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, while sewing his junk back on, uh, we're introduced to, um, uh, what's what's the the bald lady's name? I, I know later it's Balzac or whatever, but I think it's Van Vandaya. Vandaya, okay. I think something like that. <laughs> and uh, and then also her her brother, who is an explosives expert, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like see what like. I do kind of like these cutscenes because they're just so nuts. Because it's like the, he's an explosive expert, and he like throws a firecracker next to a cougar, and they. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, so, of course, uh, you know you gotta watch all the way to the end of the movie to find out that no animals were harmed in making this movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're totally not like green well, screen or anything like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, there's this whole thing where she's like, you know, a part of the resistance or whatever. Look, if you don't believe me, smell my breath. <laughs> well, she said that she knows that there's a, a stash of yeast being kept in a facility not far away, and he's like, yeah, I don't believe you. And she says, smell my breath, and she burps and blows it in his face and he takes a big whiff of it and i about wanted to throw up yeah (laughs) you didn't want to respond with i am your soldier (laughs) Uh, so then then we really get to meet uh ben's mom back in the real world because he went home from the camp a little early uh, be- because he had, oh, that's right. He had to help her at the uh, the trade show or whatever. Because uh, his mom designs these dresses, um, <laughs> nightgowns. Yeah, yeah, Quick. they're like nightgowns for well, for, for Mormons, right? 
Mm-hmm. They're house coats. So my grandmother was not a Mormon, but she totally had these as a house coat. It's well, in the in the fifties, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's... well, or in the nineties, you know. But it's what uh, it's what old ladies wear because they don't wear like leggings and oversized sweaters or oh. you know joggers or whatever. <laughs> Your mom would wear a house coat. Oh, I'm if pretty, we gave her I'm a actually, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. If she we has bought two her one three. of the ones from this, we do you think she would ever wear clothes again inside the house? <laughs> Uh, don't, don't, don't make me think about that. <laughs> but these, these house coats, as Izzy calls them, they're, they're all given very specific style names. Like one of them is the Don Carlos, and, and they're quite expensive. They're like $90 a piece, which surprises me. Well, I think it's just the amount of fabric used on them, really. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Multiple There's like three layers. yards on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, so, uh, yeah, we get a little bit of that. And then uh, basically we find out that Chevalier is going to steal Ben's story and basically plagiarize it and pass it off as his own to, uh, to the publisher. And, uh, we, oh, Jesus. and then we see him like changing the names, like from Bronco to Brutus. And uh, then we start seeing scenes in the story as Brutus, who is a, a effeminate, we'll say. And uh, oh, they say later uh, he's a. They call him a tranny. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they just turned him that. into a tranny. Long flowing wig. White <laughs> like, wigs. Yeah, white straight-haired Thin wig, big and... mustache, and yes, much more effeminate voice. <laughs> And uh, we get a scene of him and the, the, his friends uh, attacking this yeast factory or whatever, but it's guarded by Cyclopses or cy- Cyclopsi? What, what's the plural, plural Cyclops? Cyclopi. I don't know. I like that. Cyclopi. I'm in. Cyclopi. <laughs> Cycloponies. And deer. Don't forget it's like the sheep, deer. It's just still Cyclops. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. And the uh, uh, yeah. what, uh, attack deer or what are, what are they called? Oh, you the like, laser Bat- deer or something? Battle stag, I think. Battle stag, that's so it. So it's yes. battle stags when it's uh, the kid's story. And then, yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's a doe. It's like a laser doe when it's in the uh, oh, the other story. Okay. All right. Yeah. So obviously some, some plagiarism going on. But yeah, they, basically they're, they're deer with rockets on their sides and they're flying around on jetpacks and fantastic stuff. And it's. The best part is it's it's obviously just a like a taxidermy deer. <laughs> I mean, see, that's that's I think for me at least that's the beauty of this movie that they're not even trying to make it look realistic, whatever that means in a movie like this. But <laughs> like it's it's obviously uh, a taxidermy deer, and, yeah. and that's just yeah. part of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then there's a scene where he, uh, like he, he like licks what what appears to be a turd, but there's like some yeet fungus or with yeast like qualities or whatever in it. And he starts jumping around, like obviously on strings. It's like, Oh, it seems to be working. So we, we find out that, yeah, the yeast gives the magical powers. It's Dune. This book is Dune. Yeah. yeah. The yeast is the spice. (laughs) Well, that's a good catch. I, I, I can go with that. (laughs) I I assume this is why Ruben and Erica picked this. Right. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) But, but yeah, that's, I mean, you got to find inspiration somewhere, right? So, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, this is a sci-fi story based off of other sci-fi characters. I wouldn't be surprised if D 
Dune were an inspiration. I could do that too. I could go with that. Yeah. <laughs> the yeast must flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's also around this time we meet uh, Dusty. Um, Babe, how would you describe Dusty? The the guardian angel. Oh, the uh, oh, you mean the Lodi guy uh, who's hitting on the mom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, the guy who joined the youth program to hit hit on single moms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's him. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Did you have a guardian angel? Nope. You, your mom didn't sign up for that program. Uh, no, I had a father. But <laughs> 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 I believe he was my guardian angel oh, for a while. <laughs> uh, but, but a yeah, very Dusty, special guy. With this, like, self-made uh, blow blow thing, like, what's it called? The, the, the blow dart gun or whatever? Yeah. Blow dart, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so the poison that he uses on his blow darts is a mixture of rat poison and his own poop. And it's in a little prescription bottle. Like, he opens the lid and dips the couple of blow darts or something in the top of it. And, and um... It, there's a question, is it, is it fatal? And he goes, yeah, I, I don't know. And he, he just, they start aiming at a cat. And I, oh man, I couldn't handle it if they had actually shot one of these darts at a cat. But then they end up shooting it at his mom. Yeah, right in the boob. Right in the Woo! boob. She, she screams at the top of her lungs. They take her inside and it turns out that it just punctured one of her inserts, her jelly inserts. Yeah, silicone it, inserts. As if Jennifer Coolidge needs inserts, but I thought it was a funny, funny scene. Well, how <laughs> else do you get that uh, torpedo shape? That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, with the right kind of bra, maybe. You, right? you really need to streamline it. All right, la- every lady out there, we've all ended up with that bra at some point or another, right? Mm-hmm. The torpedo bra. Usually it's somebody gave it to us when we were young before we knew about any kind of bra. And somebody's like, here, you can have this. I think this was your grandmother's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and sometime when we have young girls, we will be uh, supporting. We'll give them a torpedo bra for some reason. It'll magically mm-hmm. appear. Yeah, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like the uh, the Madonna line. Exactly. <laughs> yeah after while uh helping his mom not die from i don't know diphtheria or whatever from uh poo tainted darts uh no that was the rat poison the poo was later no it was it's both places the poo is... yeah he says oh, okay. rat poison dipped in poo or something oh, okay. like that. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fantastic um <laughs> rat but, poison uh, this time... by itself you gotta have the poo as the binder yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's going to make it stick, you know. <laughs> the rat poison doesn't stick. It's reality. <laughs> it's the adhesive, if you will. <laughs> 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 it's what will help it transport through the bloodstream. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so Ben gets a call, and uh, it's from Tabitha. And she's basically like, hey, Lonnie really wants to turn your uh, yeast lords into a movie. Um, but first, would you mind helping us with one that we're doing? <laughs> And then, okay. And can you borrow some of your mom's 90s? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, were they filming a porno or not? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. 
I I full heartedly believe this was a porno. Maybe in the sense of like a Utah porno, but later you get a better snapshot of this movie and he's all like half dressed in a uh a, a jeans overalls and stuff and it's totally seductive and it, it's hilarious. It, 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 yeah, it's it's just one of the things like watching it it's like you know, when when I think of uh, Utah and filming porn, I obviously think of Orgasmo. <laughs> <laughs> bring in the thumbcock. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for Lonnie to say, bring in the thumbcock. <laughs> <laughs> and he would do it that little, ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then as he's filming, he goes, <laughs> Sweet, sweet can. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Ben's not having it, so he uh, he runs out of there, and they're like, "Okay, okay, that's understandable." Uh, hey, we'll, we'll, we still want to make yeast lords though, and we'll uh, we'll buy it from you for five hundred dollars. What? Of course, here you go, five hundred dollars. That'd be Woo! sweet. And so uh, he gets a check for five hundred dollars, and uh, I don't think he ever ends up cashing that thing, does he? No, he does, because that's when. He, uh, but later. After, so, oh, later. Oh, okay. so um, they've cut up his mom's nighty, and he doesn't, uh, and that's like a hundred dollars worth of product that they destroyed that they'll never get back, and oh, his okay. family can't afford. Um, yeah, it's after he goes to jail, or is it before he go? Right before he goes to jail. I don't know. We'll we'll get there, but that's right. That's yeah. what prompts him to give him the money. I think is because like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, says a hundred dollars. We'll buy the story for five hundred. Then you know, no harm done, and we can still do your movie. And he's like, oh okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh Jesus. And then we uh, get back it, into the uh, story where there, it's the assault on the yeast factory. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, that's right. I, I think this is uh, Chevalier's version where. Um, Brutus wasn't feeling very well. And oh, it's in both versions, because it cuts back and forth. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but this is the one where they got the projectile vomit, and it's throwing <laughs> Brutus or Bronco, whichever one it is, like, all over. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like a jetpack. Like, the projectile vomit lifts him up off the ground, and then... Um, What's her name? Van Dyer or something? She like grabs his head and turns it and uses the projectile vomit as a weapon. Yeah. And and it, the vomit is this weird purpley color and it's like glittery, but it is a fire hose. Yeah. And it takes out one of the battle stags and like mm-hmm. it runs into a cliff and explodes. <laughs> uh, oh God! And there's the scene where. Uh, she also throws one of the gonads like <laughs> at one of the cannons and uh, like pudding? it like hits one of the guys. It's oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else see that part of the movie? <laughs> oh yeah, no. Uh, the the brother has it like in his flesh pocket, the extra gonad. Oh, yeah, his little and he pulls it out of this pouch. fucking flesh pocket, and then she goes, what's this for? This is just a pudding. And she throws it over her shoulder, but it happens to land on the... The cannon operator. Because there's something about all the gonads are pudding. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that that is not even explained, like the flesh pocket. Like, <laughs> how do they... Like, 
there's no no reason for it or it doesn't really add much to the story but it's it's just part of it i don't know if he dreams that stuff up or <laughs> well well as any lady out there will tell you there's just never enough pockets uh, that is true yeah. that is accurate <laughs> nature's pocket Oh boy. <laughs> That's where I keep my pudding. All right, so. <laughs> hey, did this just go where I think it went? <laughs> what? No. Uh, all right, so so it's also around this time Chevalier wins like a, a, a big sci fi award for his story. Uh, was it Brutus and Balzac, is what he calls it. And. Uh, uh, ben decides to go to a little Q&A session that they're having in his town of Saltaire, of course. And, <laughs> oh God, that's right, Chevalier gives a story about the, uh, uh, the, the, the story about the, the real life mammary canon that they, <laughs> that they made for the movie that they made based on one of the, what, whatever the, oh my God. The Harpies? Harpy yeah, that's right, the Harpy movie, yeah, Cyborg Harpies. <laughs> It's like, oh, and it maimed one of the cameramen or something like that. Was it in in this, like the awards ceremony? Is that where he started uh, reciting the lyrics to one of the songs in, in one of his books? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was at what, this like, Q&A or whatever, yeah. What would it sound like for the song that uh, they embraced to? Well, it can't be heard by human ears, but it would go something like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, one of the questions is, um, you know, hey, uh, I, you know, Ben's like, hey, I had a an opportunity to sell one of my works to be made into a movie, but I don't like what the director's doing. Um, what what should I do? Erica, you want to take this one? Um. Doesn't he say it? Jeez, oh, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's something like uh, that. That's not that's not going to happen, or you should let the director take full creative license or something. He basically says like, you know, sometimes that happens. Just make sure you cash that check because uh, mm-hmm. that that's why we do this, right? We we write yeah. these stories for the money. Oh, nobody's going to remember our works in a hundred years, but they will remember our massive wealth. Yep. <laughs> and Steve has written down, this is what I learned from this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. And, you know, Izzy, I think it was after this scene, after Chevalier tells him to take his check to the bank. I think that's when he goes yeah. to try and cash it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's... Oh, that's right, because he goes home, and his mom is crying because she did her inventory, and they're down $100 worth of stuff, and so he has to go sell big balls. The country balls, two for one. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And they're big popcorn balls in sacks, and he doesn't want to touch balls in sacks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ball sacks? This is the movie that Ruben and Erica picked us to watch. Yeah, apparently their favorite movie. Favorite movie of all time. No, 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 no. Nobody said anything about favorite movie. (laughs) Nope, nope, it's okay. I I get it. Favorite movie of all time. So then we get a nice little uh, little filming montage of uh, the, the movie that Tabitha and Lonnie and all them are making. 
And uh, we see Chronicles of Brutus and Balzac is up on all the shelves. That's Chevalier's new book. And then uh, and then we cut to the Rod Decker show. And it was at this exact moment I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so this is supposed to be in Utah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I recognized him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Steve Strip to me goes, wait, do you know who Rod Decker is? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, is that like a weird sex move? <laughs> no, that's a raw dog. Both here because because I only moved to Utah, so I have no idea who that is either. But I guess Eric and Steve know exactly who that is. I mean, obviously that'd be like I guess like John L. Sullivan. You know who yeah. he is, right? Uh, I've heard you talk about him. So yeah, yes, he's the guy. He's the guy who sells cars with tigers on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's a newscaster from back in the. I guess 80s and 90s, back when I was a kid or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe into 2000s, who knows. Uh, and he is not the one that called me an asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steve has a uh, Utah celebrity circle who've all called him assholes. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> Spoiler alert, one of them is Rick Majerus. <laughs> I say, she America. She'll be the other person who gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, yeah, so on the Rod Decker show, yeah, Tabitha and Lonnie are being interviewed, uh, talk, I guess talking about the movie and uh, how it's going to be screening at, uh, I don't know, whatever theater, <laughs> the Saltaire Theater, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Chevalier, of course, sees this on his incredibly locally regionized uh, television mm-hmm. channel. And, and he's instantly on the phone saying, can, can we sue them? They're, they're totally taking my work and turning into a Call movie without my permission. These, like, children. They plagiarized. Yeah, I can't stand plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the best defense is an offense, right? You gotta, yeah. You gotta go fall in. Yeah. So, yeah. so then we go to the movie premiere at this, you know, one-screen theater. And uh, <laughs> I like how it's like during the previews, there's coming soon from Lonnie or was it Donahoe, Donahoe Productions mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like this romantic trailer of um, Ben and Tabitha. And <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I was uh, I was watching it and I'm like, I'd watch that movie. It, it looks like a Neil Breen movie, basically. <laughs> you know, you know. I think the trailer that they produced for this, I like for for reels, it was almost better than this whole movie combined. Like it was it was so over the top, but it was amazing. You know, it I think this is exactly what they tried to get Ben to record for them earlier, you know, when he was suckered into helping them out with their previous production this has oh, got to yeah. be it yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 with the mormon porn mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we're talking about right oh my god steve i just realized that yeah the story about like the gal who's in love with her sister's husband and has the million dollar horse ranch and they have to go and talk about semen for like 20 minutes during this i think your mom was telling us about she read that book was it about like but it was like a preacher was in love with the oh, wife of his brother. Yeah, that was then... like one of the Daniel Steele novels. She was no, 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 but it was a Mormon one because she was trying to convince us to read oh. the, the her Mormon romance novels. Oh my! And they were like coming <laughs> out west to be, you know, to oh, find the promised land. Yes. And... Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. What was the name of that one? It was. 
oh, it was like Joshua's child or something yeah. like that. Like it was definitely like a biblical name. Yeah. And it was like, oh no, no, yeah, it's after like the biblical prophecy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, d- during during the preview, Ben's like, well, I'm out. Screw this, and like leaves the theater. And Tabitha chases after him, <laughs> but uh, but Ben's not feeling well, and he vomits right there into the trash can of the mm, theater. Gross. And then Tabitha's like, Benjamin, wait! Uh, turns around. Mwah! Deep, passionate kiss, covered in vomit. Nope! I was crocheting. Yep. <laughs> I literally almost blew chunks while I was watching that scene. Not a fan of the uh, country balls on both of their pieces <laughs> or popcorn or whatever that was? No, because at one point you see Tabitha, like, you see her start to chew and swallow. And, and, yeah. and, and I... Nope, crocheting. I was crocheting. This didn't happen. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, that's right. And I love the, uh, um, like, like they show a little clip from the movie and it has a uh, Bronco who was played by Dusty, who, you know, you, you expect Dusty to have kind of a country bumpkin voice like he has in all the other scenes, but they have like the Australian voiceover on him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's what he was so offended with, right? That's the only part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was totally butthurt that they dubbed over him with some different accent. Yeah, it happens all the time. Just ask, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. and <laughs> I, I don't know. Half the movies in the 70s, I feel, were all voiced over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we did... We did a podcast on one where it was like, oh, yeah, this person was voice. Oh, that's right. It was the Hammer movies. The, yes. Uh, Frankenstein created woman or whatever. Yeah, we watched a whole bunch of those. And it's like we looked it up and it was like, oh, OK. So they would let the Italian actors do all their lines in Italian in the moments so they could emote the emotion. And then they would do their own voiceover, but they would go back and uh, dub themselves. Yeah, or, or it was like, oh, and Diana Rigg came in for a day and did two of the people or something. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, so so Ben's still kind of mad, even though after, you know, it, you know, the movie premiere's not going too well. So him and Tabitha then go to their local bookstore, I'm assuming a Deseret book, and uh, they see this this new book, The Chronicles of Brutus and Balzac on the shelves. And Ben is instantly, and he sees it's written by Ronald Chevalier, and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. that son of a bitch. Oh, no, no, no. At first he's like, oh, yeah, new book. This will distract me from my life choices. And then he starts oh, right. to, he, starts he opens it, it up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, hold on. <laughs> this sounds weird. Oh, yeah, it's like Copy. Tabitha's reading it out loud. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so then uh, he, uh, Ben, like, runs home, and uh, Dusty's there. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, yeah, the premiere didn't go so well. Most people left early. <laughs> well, that's why he, where he's complaining about the, the voiceover stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this where they, like, his mom says, come help me sell this stuff to this one dude? And they get in oh. her car and go drive to this weird mansion and go inside and he propositions her for sex in order yes. to yes. sell her nightgowns. She, yep. she was going to sell her nightgowns and all the pennies. Oh, yeah, that's right. He promised her that they would be in every pennies across the nation, right? Yeah. I, I believe he mispronounced penis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that dude, uh, basically, um, 
was he Don Carlos or uh, that was the the style no, of dress think, or whatever, right? I think he well, was uh, Don Carlos. Yeah, that yeah. was Don Carlos. Oh, that was Don yeah, Carlos. Yeah, that was oh, the okay. Don Carlos. Okay, because he basically looks like Jackie Treehorn from Big Lebowski. He does. <laughs> Just this dude in a bathrobe playing piano. She comes in and he's like, why don't you uh, go into the bedroom and uh, take care of your comfort situation? I'll be in <laughs> momentarily. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> and after a few minutes, she comes screaming and crying, bawling out to the car. And Ben asks her what's going on. She says he he wanted me to sleep with him. And Ben gets all upset. He grabs the blow dart gun from the trunk of the car. Did oh I, that's oh. right. I think he found some oh. steaming pile of poop in the yard. Right. Oh, no, first, no, first. No, 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 first. Yeah, he yeah. picks up this like uh, horse statue on the steps, and apparently hucked it through like a second story window oh, or oh, something. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, hold strength. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he like starts screaming, "You son of a bitch! I'll kill you!" Blah blah blah. And then uh, Don Carlos isn't fucking around. He shows up with a gun and is just like yeah. blasting out the window or on the and, balcony or whatever. And there's oh. like a crystal bowl of bullets oh, on, yeah, on the table. Right. And he, the way, he grabs a handful of bullets. Most realistic part of that movie is oh. that a guy like that would have a crystal bowl full of bullets. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's not unlike ours. Exactly. <laughs> We may not have a gun to fire him with, but we always have oh, yeah, just in case. Um. <laughs> I like to keep mine above the fireplace. Wait, exactly. What? That's that's how you keep them fresh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then the, yeah, that's when uh, Ben. Uh, I don't know if you can hear us, but technical difficulties. Yeah, sorry about the uh, <laughs> blackout the other day. <laughs> Do you have that more often, or? I mean, no, we've no, we, we've we've had it like I think maybe three times. Uh, you, you, I think this only what the second time we had the blackout um, unannounced. Like I know we they always get the ones where it's like, oh yeah, it's oh. gonna be down from eight a.m. to three p.m. or something like that. But yeah, we've we've honestly had about nine of them this year. But yeah, I think this is the third unannounced one. Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. far as unannounced, yeah. Well, I know they started the stuff in, in Utah, too, when there's a wildfire and there's power lines. They turn off the power, which I guess they started in California just last or two years ago or something. After, yeah, yeah after that makes really sense. bad one. Yeah, I say with, like, high winds and everything, that's how, like, the big ones in California and stuff, it'd be like a fallen power line, but yeah. no it for, like, an hour or two, and the winds <laughs> would pick up, and then it's like, oh, shit, the county's on fire. Yeah. Ah! Well, and, Steve, how, why would those uh, power lines fall? Uh, gravity? No, uh, it's because everything was built in like 1903 or even oh, like right. 1890. Yeah, the And, yeah. and PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, who owns all of it, has all of the contracts, is basically a monopoly in California. Um, I know like the one that caused the uh, Paradise Fire, where I personally had a couple of friends who lost everything, where the hospital burned down with patients still inside because it burned Ooh. so fast, was yeah. caused because the, the little connector that keeps the line on the pole, uh, nobody had even driven by it from PG&E since 1980. It had been up there for like 120 <laughs> years, supposed to be inspected every three years. They kept signing off on it. And guess what? It finally failed. Yeah. Mm -mm. that's awful 
Yeah, oh, and they, they just announced that uh, PG&E doesn't have to pay everybody for that. Oh. Yeah. They got out of it. Force majeure, I'm guessing. They got out of it uh, scot-free. The CEOs all still have their jobs. Like, 27 people died. Like I, I said, the hospital burned to the ground. I know three people who oh, lost babe. everything. They did reduce their bonuses by 30% from the previous year, where they paid off for the uh, San Pablo uh, oh, the, the thing. I'm sorry, the gas line that exploded and destroyed, like, yeah. 70 houses? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh. But that's California. Oh, by babe. the way, while Pirate Paradise was burning, the <laughs> CEO of PG&E was on a like $10,000 weekend retreat. Oh, I mean, oh. that's why you become a CEO. Right? <laughs> well, they can't handle all the stress, you know. Very stressful job. I mean, when so many people want you dead, yeah. Um. I just the the problem with all this stuff happening is it's really shaking my core belief that the shadow government behind everything takes care of these problems with you know single car accidents and heart attacks in people who are way too young and these things haven't been happening lately and it's really shaking my core belief. I don't want to believe it's just laziness and incompetence on the highest level. No. I, I want there to be a shadow government at least. The shadow government that has goals that are unknown to the to the us masses, but will, will be revealed in their own time. This is what I was raised with, Steve, and I am not ready to give these beliefs up, but they're being shaken at their core. <laughs> so how have you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> good. I had to go to the office today for, uh, I don't know, two hours or so. Oh, no. Well, I went a little longer because I went there early. So that was a little different. Yeah, I figure if you're going to make the trip, you might as well make a day of it, right? Exactly. Whenever I had to go into work on a weekend for like a 30-minute meeting or something, I was like, all right, cool, but I'm staying there for four, so you have to pay me for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, I, if I have to spend three hours barting there and back, you're paying me at least a half day. <laughs> I think right. that's Ruben's second time at work since March. Nice. No, I think it's three. I think it's been three times. <laughs> but I had to get gas today for the first time since March, so that's different. Holy oh, cow. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I know. It felt weird. I didn't even know how it all worked anymore. It's like, okay. Do I, <laughs> do I still put this end in the hole? or? <laughs> right. That's what he said. It still all works. <laughs> Do I need to get consent from the car first? Or? <laughs> I think you have to get get, uh, get consent anytime you put anything in a hole. <laughs> it's true. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. We had a little bit of a blackout, so uh, take two. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, where were we? Uh, oh, yeah, so I think Don Carlos has, has just been blow-darted with the uh, rat poison and feces dip darts. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Ben's mom ran off already at this point, so he hopped in the car, and uh, he's driving off to the book signing where uh, Chevalier's uh, talking about his new book. Oh, that's right. And in this whole scene, we forgot to mention, uh, Ben's in a dress. Like, one yeah. of his mom's dresses. Or like, yeah. yeah, but you know what? He doesn't switch into the dress until he puts his clothes on the mannequin that's in the back seat that his mom was going to use to model the clothes for Don Carlos. So, like, he dresses his clothes on the mannequin and uses it as a decoy so that he can pop up and shoot his blow dart without, like, 
without Don Carlos seeing him. That's right. Okay, that that's okay. That's right. It was the decoy thing. That's why you switched. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, you could almost so, make you could almost say it makes sense, but really it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so he gets to the book signing. Uh, he's in a dress. There's like the whole line of everybody wanting Chevalier to sign the. Uh, oh, and they're all in costume, books. so he does not look out of place. Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, and then he walks up Chevalier, throws down his copies of uh, yeast. Uh, oh my God, yeast lords. Like, will you sign my book? And the Chevalier is instantly like, oh, hey, everybody. Um, this is the winner of a new prize. Uh, Best fiction that's closest to my book. He <laughs> w- he wrote a movie or something. Yeah, him and his friends made a movie and he wins a free flight to somewhere in the continental 48 states uh this jacket that i'm wearing and space camp <laughs> and everybody's like oh my god that's such a great girl and he's just like i don't want motherfucking space camp yeah. slaps him with a pillow <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a thor's hammer pillow mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's, uh, it's uh, pretty weighty <laughs> it's the uh it, it's brutus but kind of looks like a penis i, I don't know i mean <laughs> alex symbol anyway <laughs> phallic symbol phallic symbol yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah after he like slaps him with a pillow uh he like attacks chevalier and of course chevalier is like ah god sees him <laughs> and so yeah I, I guess bookstore security <laughs> separate them or whatever so Ben's in jail. Yeah. Um, and his mom goes to see him. <laughs> ben, honey, you're going to spend your birthday in jail. I made you a race car out of popcorn. <laughs> and oh, it God. doesn't fit through the bars. I love that part. It's just like she's trying to push it through. Well, and, you know, really, if she had just turned it on its side, it probably would have fit through, but she just jams it and jams it, and popcorn is flying everywhere. Yeah, you gotta you gotta ask permission from the bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no means no, Steve. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he he gets bailed out by his mom, um, and then the mom surprises him with his other present. Apparently, for years she has been like registering his novella and all that with like the Writers Guild or something. So he has all these like dated, basically published novels yeah and of course one of them is <gasps> yeast lords and so then it's like cha-ching <laughs> by the way not not how it works yes yeah not really not how it works <laughs> okay so what you're saying is what doesn't happen is all of the chronicles of brutus and balzac are taken off the shelves and replaced with his book yeast lords that that's not what happens no no what happens is uh either they say well that sucks have a good life you're no you'll know you're right or if he really pushed it and he had a huge internet following and a bunch of people mm-hmm. to like basically boycott things uh they'd be like oh well we're gonna put you down we're gonna give you writing credit on this for being an inspiration for this book and you'll get a percentage of the proceeds yeah Here's ten million dollars, or oh, not even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like here's twelve thousand. Here's twenty two hundred dollars. And then if you, they're like, okay, fine. Here's two thousand. <laughs> hey, Izzy, you sound like you're speaking from experience. 
Uh, not me personally, but I, I've had a couple of friends go through, and only one of them actually won a lawsuit. Wait, mm-hmm. you've never had an issue with uh, some sort of multinational con- conglomerate? Uh... Oh, not, not where they acknowledge they stole my stuff. I've had my stuff stolen, and, you know, giant corporations like Amazon go, huh, that sucks our sellers stole your artwork. But it doesn't look <laughs> anything like it, so we can't prove it. It All doesn't the look anything are, like it, yeah. except it's exact. It's an exact copy. Right. All the reviews aren't, wow, this is no. terrible printing quality, almost like it was saved off the internet. <laughs> this copy is so bad, it can't possibly be your work. <laughs> that, uh, that was basically their response? <laughs> yeah, but what I've learned is like, well, I'll just keep making high quality stuff. And when people contact me going, wow, you sell shitty shit on, the, on Amazon, I'll just be like, <laughs> you got had. You should complain to Amazon that you bought a fucking uh, bootleg version of my art. By the way, you available at untidy venus just about anywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. that's untidy well, venus find your that's artwork on amazon it's not yours basically or do you sell on yeah. amazon too no, we don't i do with not amazon. sell on amazon okay. fuck well, bezos good, he ain't getting my money <laughs> yeah it's untidyvenus.etsy.com hashtag fuck amazon but you will see a bunch of untidy venus art on amazon and amazon doesn't give two fucks <laughs> There you go. Uh, so yeah, what happens from here? Um, oh yeah, ba- basically uh, we get another little segment uh, back in the yeast lords world where they fly out of the yeast factory, Yay! and there's rockets and explosions and uh, the big boss battle with the uh, the doctor guy. Did anybody else get sort of um, the end of Never Ending Story when? When Sebastian rides uh, Falcor out of the library and chases <laughs> yeah! down the bullies, sort of vibe from this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I got that. Hey, how have we not ne- done Never Ending Story on this podcast yet? <laughs> <laughs> because the only version we have is my Chinese bootleg with the Chinese subtitles he can't oh, turn it, off. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, boss battle ends when... Um, uh, Bronco uh, pulls the anus cannon out of his battle stag and pew! Oh yeah. Yeah! And then back in the real world, um, uh, Ben's mom has a nice little fashion show for her nightgowns. Roll credits. Woo! And I bet Izzy was just happy it was over, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, no shocker, this w- wasn't my favorite film. No. But I, a- upon reflection, I totally understand why people love this movie. Yeah, uh, well, Ruben, Erica, uh, would I you recommend know. this I mean, movie? Yes. I mean, if you're like Napoleon Dynamite, this is definitely one to watch. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say that this is better than Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I really like Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, but I also think that maybe you have to be at least a little bit exposed to Utah and Utah culture to to understand why this is so weird and funny. I don't know that, that somebody like in Maine could watch this and, and find it as, as interesting. That might not be a great comparison. From what I understand, people in Maine are fairly... are. Are quirky in the way that people in Utah are very quirky. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Maybe Florida then. (laughs) Now, if if you enjoy absurdist humor, I'm sure that like you guys love like the absurdist humor kind of stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is a mainstream version of that. That's true. That's true. 
I, I'm saying that in a good way. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that's put anything down. I I would recommend this movie. Um, I would not hesitate to watch it under the influence. Cool. Uh, I mean, that that might make it better for some people. I mean, doesn't that for just about every movie? I mean, I'll watch Hocus Pocus or whatever if I'm a little inebriated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Guys, Steve doesn't like Hocus Pocus. I, 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 I get what? what it is. I, look, look. It's our standard Halloween movie. Well, and ours is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, so. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> See, Coming November I mean, We differ a little on that. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, it's, I it's, don't watch scary movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> So there are different kinds of Halloween movies. There are like the slasher movies, like the Michael Myers movies and whatnot. There's like monster movies, which I'm going to go ahead and throw like uh, ghosts and witches in there where it's, you know, sort of like things where you need special effects and rubber masks and whatnot. And then you have the wonderful like costume movies, which are like Hocus Pocus or like Monster Squad. Um, oh, what was a uh, Fright Night, which we just watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's... It's spooky themed, but just fun and pleasant, and they are all valid in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can go with that. That's Don't it. forget Nightmare Before Christmas. One of the yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, Corpse Bride, <laughs> Frankenweenie, yeah. both versions. Excellent. Well, on that note, uh, we take a quick commercial break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, <gasps> we have more beer, Ooh. fun facts, <gasps> and what we learn from Gentleman Broncos. Mm. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Hey everybody, this is Jason and Jeff and Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man or zombies or dragons or zombie dragons, I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network. Or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh, God, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to... 
interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we – I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Izzy, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. <gasps> he said it! Better every week. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys, I'm a little parched, though. I'm a little sober, so let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, from Pipeworks Brewing in, I think it was Chicago I saw on here. Uh, I thought this uh, beer was rather fitting for this movie. It's a uh, Ninja versus Unicorn Double India Pale Ale. <laughs> Ninja versus Unicorn. Yeah. Ninja versus Unicorn. Oh, it's even got a nice little uh, picture here of yeah, a ninja with two swords fighting a unicorn, and that unicorn's intense. Oh, the unicorn's chomping down on a sword. Yeah. We might be keeping this can, babe. All right. <laughs> well. Uh, on that note, allow me to pop my top. Oh, his top! Nice. And Le Pour. Where do you even find these? Uh, the Utah State Liquor Store. <laughs> they have that? They have special beer like that? Uh, sometimes, yeah. When it's uh, Mostly the uh, Mountain West, they'll have it around here. Oh, this one might have actually been uh, This we might have been from Wyoming. We... So Steve and I have been sheltering in place. (laughs) Steve and I have been sheltering in place like champions. Like we we don't see people, we don't go anywhere. We decided one day we needed more beer than was available. We put on our masks and drove to Wyoming. (laughs) (laughs) Well don't don't tell the highway patrol, right? Yeah, well true. This this is for personal consumption, you know. Oh, you think that will get you out of it? <laughs> I, I keep, I keep. So I'm on the Utah State Liquor Store website. You can actually do special orders, and I keep doing that. And there, I mean, they can do it. They can, they can deliver the beer that you want. But the last order I put in, I think, was in May, and I'm still waiting on it. So oh, it's, it's not exactly a good option. <laughs> Nice. We actually found out that there's a little liquor store location yes. less than a mile from our house. Ooh. It's really more of a glorified closet oh, that happens to absol- have beer running through it's it. It's absolutely a, br- a broom closet attached to one of the hotels that they turned into a quote-unquote liquor store. Yeah. But you guys might come up and see what they have because it looks like, uh, because this is a resort area, they seem to have quite a bit of like specialty stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, but, but yes, Ninja versus Unicorn. This um, is a beautiful crystal clear <laughs> beer. Like you could read a book through this. It's a beautiful dark gold color, a uh, white foamy head that dissipates extraordinarily quickly. I'm going to guess due to the alcohol content. Mm, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a nice powerful IPA, kind of kind of light body, yeah. but uh, the hops. It's like a little mix of it's, probably Simcoe, but a lot of. Uh, I'm the, not the getting Simcoe myself. Was it? Okay. Um, I'm getting yeah, like, like, a, like Centennial, almost. maybe Cascade. Yeah, it, yeah, it's reminding me a lot of Torpedo, but like a little bit thinner bodied. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's definitely like a double hopped IPA. This is delightful. Mm. Yeah, I'm not getting any cat piss off of it, and eight percent alcohol by volume. Yeah, it was just a little like like tangier than usual, and that's why I was like, oh, maybe that's how I'm reading Simcoe. I know you get the uh, super strong cat piss. But... Mm, yeah, aren't I a lucky girl? <laughs> Wow. That's yeah, the that's way it. to describe the beer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? Horse blanket? Uh, yeah, a lot of people get horse blanket off of it. Um, no, no, no. The horse blanket's off of the uh, Saisons. Oh, now, yeah. Uh, yeah, Simcoe hop is a really aggressive West Coast hop. A lot of people will describe it as cypressy or catty um, because some people get the taste that way, and then other people get a lot of, like, really dry grapefruit off of it. So yeah. mm-hmm. you either love it or you hate it. Nice. Speaking of love or hate it, mm-hmm. who wants some fun facts? <gasps> Only if they're super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Yeah. I want to hear some. All right. Well, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Erica, what do you think uh, out of 100% the critics thought that uh, Gentleman Broncos was a good movie? Oh, geez. Probably not many. 50, <laughs> 60%. 60. All right. Ruben, how about you? I would say lower than that. 40, 30, 35 to 40. All right, Izzy? I'm not going to lie. I sort of had an anger moment at this movie, and for the like the very first time ever, I actually looked. So. Oh, so, so you know, <laughs> critics thought it was 19%. Ooh. 19, yeah. But nobody cares about the critics. What about the audience? Well, higher than that, I would hope. I would hope. Still, probably still less than 50%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Erica, how about you? Uh, I would probably have to agree with Ruben, less than 50%. This is a very unique, uh, like, you got to have a taste for a movie like this. Yeah, it's got a, kind of a niche movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, audience score is 44%. So, yeah, just under 50, but more than twice what the critics thought. So, uh, apparently there was a $10 million budget on this movie. What? Worldwide. <laughs> Yeah, worldwide gross. Where? Yeah, <laughs> you know those battle stags, man. Um, I, I can't even imagine what they used it for. Uh, Sam Rockwell, uh, he doesn't go out of bed for He got half of it. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know Jermaine Clement. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, worldwide gross one hundred and eighteen thousand four hundred ninety-two dollars. Are you serious? That's what it says on IMDb. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that's why basically after this movie, uh, uh, Jared Hess really has only done a couple TV episodes. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Rough, rough. Oh, uh, maybe, the art. Maybe the, the promotion through your podcast will help this movie out a little bit. And <laughs> I mean, Gentlemen, Broncos, how did we see it? Was it on Netflix? Or, or not Netflix. Uh, I think uh, it was we, have, on we got the Blu-ray for it oh, because it I couldn't on... find it streaming. 
Yeah, it, it it was on. It's on. If you have stars, it's on stars because stars yeah. is killing it. <laughs> we need to add another streaming service to ours. You know, for nine ninety nine a month, and uh, you have incredible programming and past television series like uh, was the American Gods. That's why we got it because <laughs> I became absolutely obsessed with American Gods and trying to like find it because I kept seeing like clips from it. I kept like hearing the theme song and just went. Holy shit, Steve, we have to do this. We have to do this. It's like, all right, we'll get the 10-day trial. And then we watched, like, all of season one of American Gods in, like, two days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was two seasons. seasons. That's right. We watched both seasons. Like, we just binged it. And then we were like, oh, look, all these other movies. Like, (laughs) our next, like, two months worth of podcasts happen to all be right on stars. And Steve's like, well, we have this now. Yeah, it was mostly action movies, like from Last Action Hero to I Come in Peace, and <laughs> oh my god, I Come in Peace. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee together at last. Yes, the movie you didn't know you needed. I don't think enough people know that movie even exists. You know, that was my first time actually watching it because I couldn't find it. I mean, oh shit, it's on stars. So is this so, just an add-on to Amazon Prime or so, or how does it yeah. work? Yeah, 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 if you just go to Amazon Prime, uh, yeah, they have an option of, like, uh, I think it's called, like, add-on channels or something like that. Uh, they also have, like, Shutter and I uh, think you can do, like, HBO and stuff like that through there, too. But, yeah, a lot of different options. This episode is brought to you by Stars, apparently. Oh, my God, I'd be so excited. Yeah, uh, well. The... Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. The artwork in the opening credits is by acclaimed fantasy and sci-fi artist, uh, artist, sorry, Kelly Frias and David Lee Anderson. So yeah, those ones were like, oh yeah, we've seen those on books before, apparently by them. All right. Uh, let's see. The character of Chevalier is based on Utah-based science fiction and fantasy writer Dave Farland, who also writes under the name Dave Wolverton and who conducts popular novel writing workshops and seminars. The Yeast Lords is a takeoff on his popular and best-selling books, The Rune Lords. I see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Me neither have I. Wait, wait. Let's, uh, let's pull him up here. On... Well, Rune Lords is, sounds just slightly better than Yeast Lords anyway. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's too obviously... Uh... A take on Dune. Let's see. Oh, here we are. Here the, here's the names of some of the books in the Rune Lords novel series. The Sum of All Men. Brotherhood of the Wolf. What? Uh, Wizardborn. The Lair of Bones. Sons of the Oak. Worldbinder. And the Wormling, uh, Wormling Horde. The Wormling uh, Horde? Yeah. Wow. Hold on, I am checking. Oh, it looks like you can get all eight books for like 56 bucks on Google Play. Or plenty of the books are available for $4 at secondsale.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, Etsy has plenty of them for under a dollar. Okay, so yeah, Rune Lords, check it out. Dude, fantasy novels, if you want to get into them, buying them secondhand is the way to do it. Oh, yeah, like the whenever the libraries have the, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the one where it's like you can get, like, uh, there were like a, a quarter or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah, that was uh, oh. at the Eden Hot Air Balloon Festival That's the year right. we moved in. It was like two weeks after we moved in. Yeah. This was last year, so, you know, before 
before that Rona. But yeah, they was it was ten cents because we got ten bucks. Yeah, the big ones were like a quarter. Like the no, the DVDs were a quarter. Oh, was, oh that's right, that's right. You got some good DVDs out of there <laughs> yes, too. Yes, because we were able to get Victor Frankenstein and send it to uh, fellow <laughs> unique corn and supporter Katie, uh, Katie Crumpton over at Katie Crumpton Art because she loves who is it in that? Uh, Harry Potter. Daniel, yeah. I was going to say Daniel Craig. No, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Very different Daniels. (laughs) Who's made more money of movies with them in their pants? Daniel Craig or Daniel Radcliffe? (laughs) I don't know. And uh, last fun fact I have, there is no town of Saltaire. Saltaire was a resort on the southern shore of the Great Salt Lake. Woo! (laughs) But the real question, ladies, gentlemen, what did we learn from Gentlemen Broncos? Uh, um, Erica, would you like to go first? Uh, sure. I learned that if you're affluent, you have a crystal bowl full of bullets. Like, <laughs> this is something you must have in your home. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ruben, how about you? <laughs> I, I learned that if you, if you have snakes, you need diapers for snakes. Yeah. Some diarrhea. <laughs> have diarrhea on your shirt. That's no good. Uh, how about you, babe? Mm, I learned this just isn't my kind of movie, and that <laughs> is totally okay. Exactly. Um, I learned that uh, science fiction writers, they, they really do it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> because... They won't remember the stories where their author is dead, but they will remember their substantial wealth. The substantial, substantial wealth. <laughs> yeah, take that check to the bank and cash it. <laughs> That's right, George that Lucas, looking at you. Money. Get that money. Uh, well, Ruben and Erica, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast? No, not yet, but so we start one. <laughs> oh, shoot, that's right. Occasionally we, we do have guests that aren't audio equipment, I think, for both you on our little Bluetooth headsets. That's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're, they're getting more and more affordable every day. <laughs> not everybody can be fancy like us and uh, share an earbud and, yeah. and a mic. <laughs> Babe, don't pull that curtain back. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of times recently, I've been forced into recording different kinds of uh, informational videos for the nurseries that I work for. And I guess I'm just going to have to get over it and start a podcast about plants. Maybe do that's it. Do. Oh my God. And you could just call it the podcast. Cause the you know, podcast. <laughs> I'm sure no one has that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> well, there's only a couple of podcasts out there anyway. Like a handful basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's like two dozen podcasts in the entire yeah. world. Like it's not a huge thing. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll 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 do some marketing research for you. We'll we'll find a good name for you. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for uh, being our Patreon yeah, patronizers. Thank you so much. And uh, helping to support us and just just being cool cats. Absolutely. Thank you for sitting down and watching this movie. I know you hated it. <laughs> but I didn't know I was gonna hate it. So you know. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you did. You knew. 
I think you went into this knowing you would hate it. (laughs) No, I'm not going to lie. I actually knew nothing about this. I'd never heard of this movie before Steve was like, we're going to do Gentleman Broncos. And honestly, my first thought, I won't lie, my first thought was pure hate. And I was like, if that's a fucking Gene Autry movie. And the story behind that is when I was a child, my sister was obsessed with horses. And one of my grandparents bought her like 10 Gene Autry movies and that is all we watched for two solid goddamn years. If I hear the strawberry roan one more fucking time. <laughs> well, to be honest, I didn't know about this movie either. I mean, I, I knew about Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libra, and so forth. And like I said at the beginning, this this came up because Wikipedia claimed that this was set in Alaska. And I wanted a movie <laughs> that was set in Alaska. So I, I got this movie. And then find out, okay, it's it's by by Jared Hash Hess, but I had no idea that this even existed. And, and then you come to yeah, find out it's about Utah. Not, <laughs> nothing to do with Alaska. <laughs> oh, totally random, but I thought it might be important to note. I personally recognized so many of the filming locations. I mean, we touched on this earlier, but like the bank that Ben goes to to cash his check is about a half a block from a property that we own. And like when they're doing that montage scene and um, they're driving down the street and you see Main Street, Midvale, Utah in the background. <laughs> and the the bookstore where Chevalier is having his book signing at, at the end of the movie where Ben attacks him and then goes to jail. That is filmed in the old Sam Weller's location on Main Street. And I used to work two doors down from there. It's It, it was really interesting for me to see locations and go i know that building i have been in that building it's pretty cool so so funny before because you don't realize this is utah because nobody says anything until easily halfway almost two-thirds of the way through the movie but like in doing it steve was like huh this looks really familiar i wonder if it's like denver or something like he's like i think i've been there and then yeah it was like solitaire and he was like wait this is utah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like uh, a, a movie where that happens to be all the time is uh, three o'clock high because <laughs> that was filmed a block and a half from where I grew up when I was like seven years old as I was living there. And so every time I see the the exterior of Ogden High School, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and Izzy, uh, can we find you on social media anywhere? You can. You can find me just about anywhere. Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Uh, yeah, I make art. I have an Etsy shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Get your holiday gifts there. I've got prints. I've got enamel pins, buttons, stickers, magnets, the whole nine yards. I put like my entire my entire show booth up on the Etsy now. That's right. Uh, and of course, you can find us at everything I learned from movies on all the major podcatchers. But we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at eilf movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Patreon, where you can be super cool like Ruben and Erica and donate a few bucks a month and get exclusive episodes and, who knows, maybe pop on a podcast with us where we'll talk shit on your movie. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you should be so lucky. No, I'm uh, but yeah, it's until next time. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Erica. <laughs> Ruben. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. In the year 35, 35.
gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do, and say is in the pill you took today. In the year 45-45, ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you. In the year 55-55, your arms are hanging limp at your sides. Your legs got nothing to do. Some machine doing that for you. In the year 65-65, ain't gonna need no husband, won't need no wife. You pick your son, pick your daughter too. From the bottom of a long glass tube, whoa, whoa. In the year 75-10, if God's a-coming, he ought to make it by then. Maybe he'll look around himself and say, guess it's time for the judgment day. In the year 85-10. Tear it down and start again. Whoa, whoa. In the year 9595, I'm kind of wondering if man is gonna be alive. He's taken everything this old earth can give, and he ain't put back nothing. Whoa, whoa. Now it's been 10,000 years. Man has cried a billion tears for what he never knew. Now man's reign is through, but through eternal night, the twinkling of starlight, so very far away, maybe it's only yesterday. In the year 25-25, if man is still alive, If one 